and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hi everyone, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Flying Changes Mindset and Performance Show. We are here live with the lovely, lovely Natalie. Hi Natalie, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. You're very welcome. It's absolutely fab to have you on board today. You have got a fascinating story, Natalie, um, and lots of interesting things to tell us about your fabulous dressage career. Just tell us a, a little brief bit about yourself to begin with. What do you do? Um, so at the moment, I'm in Luxembourg and I work as a rider, a dressage rider. Um, I am on the Swedish U25 team uh, with my horse Serrano and uh, yeah, we're aiming for the European Championships this year, so awesome, exciting. exciting stuff. Yeah, 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 and it's been quite a journey to get to the under twenty-five Swedish teams to be mm-hmm. where you are now to have the horse that you've got. Because um, not your horse is he? he's he's one no, that someone no. is very very kindly letting you ride and produce and yeah. and do that. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your journey. I know that it started in LA, of all places. Yeah, yeah. So when I finished uh, high school, um, I was uh, uh, I was supposed to start studying law, and uh, but I knew that I was kind of tired of studying, so I wanted to take a gap year, and. Uh, this came up um, as a working student position in LA. It's a Swedish rider, Mette Rosenkrantz, but she's based in LA. Um, so I went there for three months and it was such a cool experience. Like really, really, it was my first time away from home for more than two weeks. Um, so it was uh, a challenge sometimes for sure, but uh, it was so cool. Uh, not just with the horses but everything you know LA is uh, really really amazing and um, I got home from LA and uh, I thought actually I want to work with horses Um, I've always had it in the back of my head that I wanted to work with horses but I thought no I need to get a good job and then I can buy myself a nice horse and um, and then and then go from there but then I got home from LA and I thought I'm gonna just try it and see what happens. Um, so I started looking for jobs. Um, I went to Germany and tried uh, a few jobs. Bear in mind, before uh, I went to Los Angeles, I've just been riding at the riding school. I've never had my own horse or anything, so I didn't have a lot of experience. Um, and the jobs in Germany, I think. I got the jobs, but it was not really what I was looking for. Um, and then this job in England came up um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a really good fit. So I sent my CV in and uh, and then I came for an interview. And then two weeks later, I moved to England, basically. Um, cool. And, and then, there was a whole yeah. nother part of your chapter that we know starts from there, but we'll get on to that a little bit later. So, yeah. okay, so you obviously rode a bit as a kid, but you never had your own horse. It's not like mm-hmm. your family are particularly horsey or anything like that. No. You just, what was it that drew you to them and meant that you wanted to ride? I think because my mom, she used to ride at the same riding school actually as the one I was at. And um, 
I, I don't know what it was, but I've always been drawn to horses. You know, I'm still the same, but you know, when you sit in a car and you drive past a horse, oh, a horse. Um, I've always been drawn to them. And then my mom brought me to the riding school when I was five, I think. Um, and I was so lucky because uh, the riding school was just 10 minutes away from home. So I could, you know, just take the bike, get there really easily. So I spent all my free time, you know, every day after school I was there and it was such a, a good uh, group of girls. We had so much fun there and we would spend the whole summers just helping out on the yard and then we maybe got to go for a hack at the end of the day if we were lucky. But it was, I learned so much from there and it was good as well because um, I got the opportunity to compete some of the um the riding school horses i mean it was just local shows but still um you learn a lot from from doing that so it was um yeah. it was a good start and such a common story i mean it mirrors mine actually as well you know like just desperate to ride don't really know particularly where it comes from yeah. got to go to the riding schools and you know riding schools is such a shame because we are losing so many of them at the moment they're really struggling mm um you know there's there's a lot of barriers and a lot of financial problems and things like that yeah. especially after you know the pandemic um yeah. but they are so key aren't they they're so key to helping lots of little boys and girls yeah. to ignite that flame and what was it that you loved so much about that that riding school and that experience that you had I think it was just uh you know for me it was like a second home um all my friends there, we were together every day and they were like a second family to me. Um, and just, you know, I've always loved to be around the horses. So um, just to be able to, you know, just stand and watch horses was nice for me. And it was a bit of a, um, you know, it was... Um, an escape as well you know I never liked school really um so for me it was any time I could escape from school I would go to the horses um so it was really it was such an a... important um part for me and uh, an important start yeah and I think there's an awful lot of people that remember being little girls that didn't really want to be in school and just dreamt about horses all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so quite a big leap then from your kind of local riding school to you know going out to LA <laughs> and suddenly discovering what a professional rider's yard was like what were some of the things that you learned and the challenges that you had at that stage in your in your journey I I think um, the discipline was really a, a big thing. I've always liked to be organized and I sort of knew a little bit how it worked, but um, you know, really to learn how to be disciplined and to do things um, in detail and really have an eye for detail, that's something that was quite new for me, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just the whole, the whole experience was just so good to have someone like Meta who I was working for. She was really super, super professional and she was really strict about everything, but super fair. Um, so 
then it's fun. It's really yeah. And how do you think that discipline and learning it at that young age, how do you think that's helped you to, to be where you are today and to do what you do now? Oh, it's for sure. It, it set the ground for, for everything, I think. Um, if I hadn't had that start, I think it would have been difficult for me to get, um, get the job in England, for example. That it was um, so important. Um, have that because if you want to work with horses you have to be disciplined and you have to um be organized um i think that's super super important so we talk about challenges and you know discipline and all these sort of things and and having you you, you just it was kind of right place right time great opportunity for you yeah, really, wasn't it yeah it was um, really. i was so lucky as, exactly and as it often is but you didn't then rest on that you know you have then worked very hard and mm. overcome your challenges and all sorts of things that have gone on to to be where you are and to be on the teams what do you think has been the biggest challenge for you that you've overcome Mm, I think I was really shy um, until I, I was until I moved to LA. I was like really really shy as a person, and uh, and moving away from home really uh, made me grow so much uh, as a person. Um, but I think um, actually the biggest challenge is probably just to believe in myself. Because if you want to do this, you have to, okay, it's, I still have days when I'm like, oh, I'm really shit at this. But um, you have to believe in yourself if you, if you want to do this and if you want to do well. Um, and that was something that I really had to uh, work on. Um, and I'm still working on it. But yeah. <laughs> And so obviously you, you will have had setbacks and knockbacks, you know, it, it hasn't been easy sailing. But how have you um, how have you kept that self-belief? What is it? What are the sort of things that you've done or you do or anything that helps you really um, to keep going um, when the chips are down? You know, when it's when it's tough, when it's hard, um, when when things aren't going the way you want them to go. I really like to write things down, like everything I have, like a wall in my room with everything. I write my goals down and everything and I put it on the wall. And then I wake up in the morning, get out of bed and I look at my goals and then that keeps me going. <laughs> it's really um, writing things down have helped me a lot. Cool. And so tell us what's on your wall, what are your goals? Oh, I have so many goals, um, but obviously for this year, it's the Europeans is my biggest goal. Um, and then for the future, it's the Olympics. I really want to go to the Olympics. Um, that's my biggest goal. And it's been uh, a, a goal for many years now. So, yeah. And, and what's your why then? What is it that means that you've set that as your goal? I don't know. I, I'm... I've always been super competitive ever since before I started competing at the riding school. I've always been super competitive and I love competing. It's the best feeling in the world to be in the arena, I think. Um, and yeah, the Olympics is, you can't get any higher 
that's the the biggest championship you can get to and uh, yeah I want to go there <laughs> so obviously um there's a few steps to do to get there mm -hmm. um what what is it that you're really enjoying at the moment I know your lovely horse Serana Gold that you're you're riding and things you've got a great partnership what what is it that means you're you're really enjoying that partnership with him right now I think uh, we've really the last year now we've developed a lot and I've been you know, I've changed trainer and everything and um, uh, it's really helped me with the riding you know I'm improving my riding a lot and then he's improving of course um, so just it's always uh, just the journey to you know improving all the time and feel like you're actually improving I think that's like now we did our first show in eight months and uh, we got a new personal best and that's what keeps me going every day you know to just feel like you're improving a little bit then some days it feels like you've taken 10 steps back but um, to always have the feeling of improving in some way I mean it can be just to get a nice transition from walk to canter it doesn't have to be anything fancy but <laughs> and so that always improving how do you deal with it then when you are taking 10 steps backwards we all know that feeling we think we're cracking on and then we think oh no yeah um, I've gotten worse not better <laughs> um yeah I don't know really I uh, try to write it down again I like to write things down um I write down what's gone wrong or what's not feeling right and then I try to just suss out how I can improve it or how I can if there's anything I can change why did it happen why did I have problems with the changes or whatever what is it that um is making it difficult and then try to go from there really uh, and that helps a lot I think um it's I think it's really important to um to look at how why things are um uh, happening or why things are going wrong um and try to work it out like that it helps and then uh, again you get the feeling of improving and yeah it helps you going I think cool so you're a big advocate of journaling and writing it down setting your goals and, and seeing it physically in front of you yeah yeah I think that really helps so much cool so that's one of your tools and techniques um what I'd love to know I know you've got a fabulous team around you virtually and in person. And of course, mm -hmm. you, uh, you know, you, you go wherever it is you need to go to do the next phase of whatever you need to do. So you're yeah. not, it's not like, you know, you're on a yard at home or, you no, know, and no. it's, it's never been that easy. Who, who are the team around you that you, you get that support from that you would, you couldn't be without? Um, for sure, my trainer, I have two trainers now. Um, it's my boss that I work for, Mandy Simmer. And then um, we have uh, Morton Thompson. He's from Denmark, but he comes down to Luxembourg every three weeks. Um, and for sure, they are super important for my riding and the training. Um, and ever since I moved here, I feel like I've improved so much in my riding. But uh, apart from that, 
uh, I mean, the Flying Changes uh, uh, team is super and been so supportive and that's super, super important for me. Um, and also my family, uh, without my family, even if they're not horsey, um, they're still so important to me. Um, I really couldn't do it without them. <laughs> um, yeah. And so what, what do you get? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What do you get from those teams? And so obviously we all know that trainers are really important and they're like, it would be crazy if you didn't include them in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course. <laughs> Uh, what do you get from you know how do you how do you lean into like the flying changes team how do you how do you lean into your family like what is it that you do that means that you know they're there they're supporting you and that you feel feel like that 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 is there I think it's uh, just knowing that you can ask if there's a problem uh, or um but also when something is going well I'm not so good at um maybe celebrating if uh, I'm doing well or I'm just like keep going keep going um, and it's good to have people around you that are sort of cheering you on it's important I think you have to have people around you that believe in you and uh, that will cheer you on but also if you have a tough time that you can ask for help or anything it's so important to have people around you that you can trust and yeah lean yeah, on definitely. It's a little bit difficult <laughs> absolutely I think that's the thing isn't it you know yes you are a rider out there on your own in that respect like when it's you and the horse in the ring it's you and the horse in the ring yeah, but yeah. actually you know having the people to lean on when it's not is is so important it can it oh, can so be such important. a lonely time can't it and um, it is. Is, is there mean, ever... it is it is super lonely uh and you have to sacrifice a lot to to do this it's uh um you know now i've moved two months ago but i don't know anyone in luxembourg i don't have any friends here yet um i'm getting to know people but it's uh, uh you all the time have to to make sacrifices um to get to where you want to be uh, and it's different for every person it depends what kind of uh, um, what you have um, but um, I think it's uh, yeah I lost it a little bit but <laughs> no that's cool you were talking about um, the sacrifices that you have to make and I think that's really important isn't it that if you want something enough you're gonna make the hard choices sometimes you're gonna make sacrifices I know you've made some super hard decisions in order to keep mm. moving forwards to, mm. to keep going towards that goal and although it may not seem at that moment in time like you know it's the obvious step to take but actually or you don't realize maybe that you're stuck is maybe the wrong word but that you're you've kind of got to the point you're going to get to yeah in yeah. that situation or whatever it is and that actually you need you you need to make some really hard decisions to move on and what is it that's really helped you to do that because you know you're out there on your own aren't you and you've got to you've got to be able to do that I think uh, to just to trust uh, your gut feeling really is uh, is super important um, because you know you 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 can feel when it's time to to leave or to try something new or anything um but for me a big help has been you uh, you've been super supportive and really helped me to uh, uh think about 
what my values are and everything. It's um, it's been such a a big help for me, really. Um, yeah. Thank you. That's very sweet. I wasn't fitting for that. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> what would you say then to people if you know they're out there and they, they haven't actually got because you didn't actually have any performance issues when you came? There was no, no, you know, nothing was failing, nothing was going wrong. You just knew that having mindset help was just that other part of the team mm. that the really successful people had, and you kind of were like, "I need this in my team." Yeah. Um, not everyone has to have a problem before they come. So what what was it that inspired you to actually, you know, get in touch and, and get that that support when actually nothing was really broken? No, I think uh, um, I was just thinking, how can I how can I get better? And I was just talking to other writers and I've never thought that you should you need a a coach unless you have a problem but then I started talking to some other writers and they were like well you, it's important to have um so then I started looking around and then I found you and yeah <laughs> and the rest as we say is history in a good way yeah. Um, so I'm just going to show this lovely, gorgeous comment that Joe has put up here. She said, we have a huge amount of respect for you, Natalie. Your sacrifices are inspirational. We're 100% behind you. Oh, um, Joe's obviously you, one of our uh, one of our Flying Changes team. So, uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're a super team. And um, so what are kind of what are some of the main things you've really learned, you've discovered about yourself that have really helped you? Too, you know, you've got onto the teams, you've you've qualified for things that you wanted to in that time that we've been working together. Now, that's not to say you wouldn't have done that without <laughs> the support, but what have you really learned about yourself in the time that we've been working together from a mindset perspective that, that's really helped you along your journey? Mm, I think really what was so good for me was to work out uh, my values. Uh, I think it's super important for everyone to know their values and okay you think you know your values because it's who you are as a person a bit but um to really again to write it down um it's um it really helped me to see what i want um i know my goals and and what i want from that perspective but um you can't just go for your goal without thinking about your values as well um because then your mental uh, bit is not gonna you know you have to be happy outside of work and outside of uh, um the horses as well um to do well in the sport and in your job um and i think working out the values um is the biggest the biggest thing for me really it's helped it's helped me so much yeah they're amazing things aren't they when once we get to know these things these values it's probably people thinking well what are, what are values but they're these inherent <laughs> non-negotiables that we don't even know we've got that are driving us like what we want what we don't want and not from a material mm. perspective but from a how we want to feel what things are okay what is acceptable and not acceptable sort of mm. behaviors that kind of thing sit sit are driven by these things called our values and when you know that you can kind of 
go for what's right for you and let go of what's not and I think that's very much what you've been able to do isn't it mm, yeah definitely definitely and certainly I mean one of the things we did was when you were looking for the right role for you we were looking at it not just at you know what yard what facilities what trainer or anything like that which would be mm. your normal kind of job search we we did exactly. a slightly different job search didn't we and you were quite <laughs> surprised by that weren't you yeah yeah no it's uh it was really a different way of looking at it but so so important uh, to look at it from that perspective because um, it's so easy to just look at um, well it's a fantastic yard and uh, the trainers are super good but if the rest is not um, clicking for you then it doesn't really matter about the rest I think um, so yeah it's been really really important for me to do that and I think I remember us having one conversation when you were at interview points with various people and you you know on paper this this particular one was fabulous but you're like I just can't put my finger on it I'm not quite I just don't think it's right I don't know why and that's yeah. that's what we looked into and it was like wow light bulbs going all over the place when you realized mm. it it didn't fit with it's who you me. are as a person the rider exactly. that you want to be the things that are important to you yeah yeah and so what would you say that is then who's who's what's the rider that you want to be what kind of rider would you say that you are what's really important to you for me it's so important uh that the horses come first like always um i want my horses to be happy um and of course um i want to train them and compete them to a high level but but for me, number one is the welfare of the horses and that they are happy and enjoy what they're doing because if they don't enjoy it, then what's the point of doing it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is... I, I want to be um, a rider that, um, that people look up to uh, in the future I know now I have so much to learn and uh, um, and everything but yeah in the future I want to be someone that people look at and think oh wow she's she's good as she knows what she's doing <laughs> awesome um, with happy horses yeah so okay so you want to be that sounds like you want to be a rider that inspires others so yeah. who's inspired you? Oh, there's so many people. Um, I have to say, um, Vicky, who I worked for in England, she's inspired me a lot. Uh, and she's still an inspiration for me. But um, I think um, Jessica Bombero is um, really, like, I want to ride like her. She is really a big inspiration for me. Um, and then we have um, Teria Snilshagen, she's on the Swedish senior team uh, and she's also, like me, she came from the riding school and then just worked her way up and now she's, you know, going to the Olympics in Tokyo and she's been on the senior team for a long time. Uh, so she's really been a big inspiration to me and um also a good support i'm talking to her a lot and, and she's really it's good to have someone like that that you can talk to um because she's 
been there and done that <laughs> sort of thing. So it's really good. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, having a, a mentor, if you want to call them that, or mm. even a buddy, whatever you want to call it, someone who you can ask questions to, reach out mm. to, that's further ahead along the journey than you are is so exactly. important because, you know, what are some of the things that you've learned by speaking to her, do you think? What are some of the things that she's really helped you to understand or know more about and and kind of mm. supported you with? I think... Um... I think just in general, um, to hear from someone else um, that, you know, it is tough sometimes because when you look on social media, you think that everyone are just uh, having a really nice time all the time. And in reality, everyone's having bad days. Um, and um, it's, nice to hear it from someone like her um who's done it for many years but also you know I can ask her about anything um and it can be uh what gloves should I wear or what do you think about these boots or you know silly questions but it's just um nice to have someone with so much knowledge um to be able to ask about things like that yeah definitely I think that having that sounding board um just that experience helps elevate you exactly yeah it really does cool so what do you think is something that's maybe surprised you about yourself in let's say let's say the last year because it's been a crazy year for everyone it hasn't quite gone how anyone planned yeah um what do you think you has been a surprise about um how do I put it what has surprised you about yourself in the last year, do you think? Uh, I think um, before the pandemic and everything, I was so, um, I still, I like I said, I love to compete, so it's not that. But um, before there was a stop to the competing, I was maybe taking it a little bit for granted you know you think oh there's always going to be another show there's always going to be shows you can go to and then all of a sudden you're like oh actually no we can't go to any shows um and for me to um i always love training the horses is not that but to appreciate um not going to shows um and appreciate um to see, just take the results from the training more as a reward, a reward than the actual results from the competitions. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, absolutely. Because before I was so focused on, you know, the results from the competitions. Um, and uh, if it didn't go well at a competition, I would be upset. <laughs> um and um and now i see the training as more more of a reward i don't know if it makes sense what i said <laughs> oh absolutely it does it's a textbook which is you know um it's, it's all about the process and not the outcome isn't it if you're enjoying the process mm. and that's great and then the outcome is just the cherry on top of the cake if if exactly. you bake a good cake you know yeah um, it's not all about competing but you have to go out there and compete to get the scores to qualify to to be on the teams and and to do what you want to do that's kind of you have to do it 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But it but it doesn't, it. it doesn't have to be about that. But, exactly. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not all about that. <laughs> so what have you missed then in the last year that you haven't been able to do or not as much as you'd like? Well, I've missed competing so much. And it almost got to the point where I forgot that I missed it. And then I went into the arena uh, last week and I was just like, oh, my God, I've missed this so much. Like, how could I forget that I love this so much? Um, I've really missed competing. Just to be at a showground, I'm just like a kid at Christmas. I'm so happy. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be competing. I'm just happy to be watching and just, you know, be in the atmosphere of a competition. It's the best. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of us have missed that. We're all going to be yeah. like kiddies when we can get out and about to the big yes. stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so why dressage then, if we get to that? So you love being at the shows, you love being at the competitions. Why why, why are you not a show jumper? Why are you not an event? Or what is it that meant that you, you're a dressage rider? Um, I, actually, I actually started with show jumping. So at the riding school, it was jumping from the beginning. Um, and then... Uh, I did show jumping with the ponies and then I got this one pony uh, that I was riding from the riding school and he was jumping but he didn't really like to jump um, and then uh, my instructor said well you should try do a dressage test with him instead and then it went really well and then I just got hooked really it was uh, I really enjoyed it and yeah I think it's I like the details of the dressage. It's more, okay, there's a lot of details to uh, jumping and eventing as well, don't get me wrong, but um, I don't know what it is. I just love the dressage and I wouldn't, I'm not brave enough, I think, now to be jumping or eventing. <laughs> yeah, and you say you love the little details. What's the kind of, where do you get those little wins, those little feelings of satisfaction from then? in your dressage? Well, I think it's um, training the horses, just uh, like with the younger ones, when you just the feeling of uh, uh, getting a, a nice transition from canter to trot, it's, and the feeling when the horse get it, you know, when you've been practicing something and then they're like, ah, oh, I get it. It's, it, that is the best feeling, I think. It's really, that gives me so much joy uh when when you feel like the horses are getting it and they enjoy doing it it's um that's the best feeling so you've accelerated pretty quickly to where you are you know to be on under 25 teams for sweden having been a rider at a rider school what do you think has really helped you to accelerate that fast mm, i think um I love to learn new things, um, which helps. Um, I always want to learn new things and I learn quickly uh, because of that. Um, and yeah, when I came to England, I could barely do a shoulder in. Like I was, you know, I, I couldn't ride very good. Um, but I pick up things quickly and then I got a lot of help I had in 
the first three months um I think I had at least two lessons every day I had like one lunch lesson where we were just focusing on my seat and then I would have another lesson on another horse um doing something else but I think um yeah I pick up things really quickly and and, and that helps a lot yeah absolutely and anyone who's getting two lessons a day one of which is on the lunch is going to improve pretty <laughs> rapidly really aren't they yeah what did you yeah, for sure. what did you think about it when you were having a, a lesson on the lunch every day that must have been quite a shock to the system I think it was really <laughs> it was a, a shock to the system for sure uh, but it improved my seat so much like after just after two weeks you could see a difference and after three months then yeah, my seat was quite good. <laughs> it was really, I had the best start uh, I could possibly think of. Uh, it was really, really, really good. And so, we, you know, when we talk about getting the basics right, getting the getting the principles, getting the foundations mm. really in, you absolutely, you had no choice. That's what was No, what was I didn't happening. have a choice. I for sure didn't have a choice, but it was good. I, I needed it. It was... Uh, it was really, I couldn't think of a better start and it was really so good. Um, okay, when I was in Los Angeles, I got the discipline from uh, being on the ground and everything around the horses because I wasn't riding so much. It was I was a working student, I was more grooming. Um, but when I came to England, I started off as a okay rider slash groom, but I was grooming more than I was riding in the beginning. Um, but then I got so much help and I improved. Um, and then after three months, I had a full list of horses to ride. I was riding eight, nine horses every day. Um, and quite quickly I got to start competing and everything. So, um, but without the help in the beginning, I don't think, you know, I would be where I am now. <laughs> so it's really, uh, to set the basics in the beginning it helped me so much and so knowing what you know now and where you are now and the opportunities that you've got now and and all of that what if you had a message that you could take back to yourself maybe when you're in LA or maybe when you just come over to England what would you go back and say to your younger self do you think if you had something that you could go back and tell them now oh god um I would just say keep going you're doing great it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, tough sometimes but uh it's also gonna be a lot of fun and um it will be worth it <laughs> i think that's what we've all got to tell ourselves sometimes isn't it it will be worth it if you if you if you're gonna just keep going yeah it will be yeah. worth it yeah it's having that belief though isn't it it's having that belief that it will be yeah and it's hard sometimes to to have that for sure but um yeah. So if it. you um if you could inspire some little girls or boys out there who are, you know, look at you and think, gosh, I want to be like that one day. And I'm sure, you know, in ten years' time we'll be looking at you going, Gosh, look at you with your Olympic medals and all of that jazz. <laughs> oh, I hope I really hope so. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there's no hoping it will. Um, you know, what what would you say to the what would you say to them when maybe they're finding it difficult or, you know, they think everyone has it easier than them or you know, their parents aren't buying them the ponies and, you know, they keep doing what I used to do, which is putting pony on the Christmas list. And when it never came, 
they started That's putting like lorry at number one instead and oh, then really? putting well, there's no point having a lorry if i haven't got the pony so <laughs> lorry first then you can buy me the pony you know that kind of thing oh, what <laughs> what would you say to those little little girls and boys that you know want to do it but it's a dream uh it's uh i think take every opportunity you can to learn like just to go um to a yard if you have the opportunity to just sit and watch it you learn so much from just watching and just take every opportunity you can it doesn't matter um okay you have to stay safe obviously but any opportunity you can to to ride is uh, take it uh you will learn so much from it it doesn't matter what kind of horse it is um yeah just take every opportunity you can and then you will you will do well i'm sure i think actually us adults can have a bit of that as well just take every opportunity to learn see it all as learning yeah that's the only way i think and, and you've definitely gone if you if you want to learn then people want to help you and yeah. then you will get better definitely and it's accepting that help as well and that support isn't it because actually especially as adults we can push it away sometimes and someone really wants to help us we think oh no 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 or all that sounds like it's gonna be hard or if someone said someone said to you now right you're gonna spend every day on the lunch (laughs) for three months (laughs) i would be like yes please really wow you, you definitely now in the beginning in the beginning i was like what is this this is so weird uh but now i'm like oh i would do anything for a lunch lesson <laughs> what did you love about it that much no but, no i'm just kidding but um it's um it's really good it helps the seat so much it's really the best for your seat i think yeah definitely cool so what's the kind of the biggest thing that you've learned on your journey so far there will be many more things you'll learn that that's kind of your your thing that you keep a hold of and that you kind of say to yourself a lot or that you keep in your mind or whatever it is what what's the biggest the biggest thing for you that you've picked up along the way oh um i think um oh there's so many things um you will have more than one, that's fine. I'm still really working on this, but keep it simple and less is more um, when it comes to the riding. Uh, it's really something that I have in my head every day and it really helps a lot because with the horses, you just have to keep it simple um, even when you're doing difficult things. <laughs> um, yeah, that is probably the the biggest thing Uh, there's so many things but um yeah and what's the best piece of advice that you've had along the way say again i didn't what's the best advice that you've had along the way oh the best advice um never give up because um, it's easy to feel like you want to give up sometimes. Uh, but um, yeah, never give up, I think is uh, the, 
the best advice. I've had so many good advice. I can't uh, tell you all of them, but never give up. It's the best one. That's a good bit of advice, I think. It's gotten you through a lot of things, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, cool. So where do you see yourself in five years' time? Oh, in five years, I hope that I've been to my first Olympics. Um, and I hope that I will have my own business. Um, and uh, I hope that I will be uh, back in England. I miss England a lot. Um, and that's where I want to, that's where I'm dreaming of living in the future. So, okay. So, um, those of us that live in England, I mean, okay, you're in Luxembourg, so the weather's pretty similar. It's not like you're so yeah. lovely and hot and sunny, <laughs> is it? But why? What is it? Why? What do you miss about England so much? I mean, those of us that are here would be like, mm, okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then know, you're out there going, I want to come back. <laughs> I feel like everyone is like, really you want to go back um I don't know I can't really explain what it is but it's just um I don't know it just feels like home to me I miss England more than I miss Sweden and I was born in Sweden um yeah no I don't know what it is I can't tell you exactly what it is I just miss it so much <laughs> I feel homesick yeah <laughs> And so if someone gave you the opportunity to come back to England and set up a yard and kind of go for it now, would you do it? Oh, it's so hard. I think, yes, I would. Um, at the same time, where I am now, I get to learn so much. Like, it's really, I couldn't be in a better place. It's um, really such a great opportunity. I have super, super horses to ride. Uh, and I get so much help with my training. Um, and yeah, I'm really happy with that. So, yeah, it's always difficult, that one, isn't it? That, uh, you know, actually, you, you're in a great position right now. You've got, like you say, fantastic support, great horses. But there's a bit of you that just yearns for, for the uk again well that's okay it'll happen one day no doubt so five years yeah. time we know you're going to be coming back and everyone's going to know your name by then and you're going to be like top rider top trainer <laughs> yeah i hope so <laughs> <laughs> cool is there anything else that you think we haven't covered or you'd love to talk about or you want to say to anyone or you know anything you think would be useful for any young girls or boys that are you know looking at you and go wow look at what you've managed to do mm, I think um, it was so interesting when I was listening to your podcast the other day with Liz um, and she was saying that about like how important it is to stop and and give yourself a pat on the back sometimes uh, and that was really when I heard that I was like oh god I really have to be better at that and everyone needs to be better at doing that I think um so it's just important to stop and and look at where you are and and what how far you've come um and it's a long journey if you want to do this um and I'm just in the beginning um I haven't got very far yet but um I think it's important to recognize 
what you've done and not just always keep going um, without stopping. Yep, so true. Uh, you know, there's the phrase, oh, don't look back in the rear view mirror because you're not going mm. that way. But actually, sometimes you do. You need to look back and see how far you've come because you, you can yeah. inspire yourself. Yeah, actually, yeah, it does. It does help sometimes on on the tough days. You can look and see like actually, <laughs> there's been there's been a quite a, a few good days as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you know, more. and that's it. And how do you appreciate the good if you haven't experienced some of the slightly exactly. shittier ones? Exactly. You know, and and I think you love journaling. You love writing things down. You love keeping a record of stuff. And I think that really, really helps because sometimes we can be, you know, we're working on the little things all the time. We don't notice they've added up to the big until we look back and go, oh gosh, three months ago actually I couldn't do this bit, and I'd be working really exactly. hard at it, and I hadn't hadn't stopped and smelt the roses and realised yeah. that I've done that bit. Now I'm on to the next thing already. And it's so funny to go back, like uh, to read stuff from like like four or five years ago and you're like mm, really <laughs> just wait and see what's gonna happen you know it's so funny I love to just um, write things down uh, it's and like you say it's such a good way of um of um of seeing how far you come awesome well we have loved hearing about how far you've come and can't wait to see how far you're gonna go <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome it's been an absolute pleasure and we love having you on the team natalie as well as one of our sponsored riders ambassadors um and can't wait to see the next part of your journey exciting. thank you so exciting <laughs> and if any of us hear of anything back here in the uk we'll have you back like a shop yeah <laughs> good with the right trainer that's the thing yeah. though isn't it with the right trainer <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah cool Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if anyone thank wants to so get much. in touch with you, ask you any questions, just share any thoughts, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, Instagram, for sure. Natalie Barland is my Instagram. And there Super. you can just, yeah, send me a message, whatever. Yeah. Lovely. Cool. You're going to get some. What is it they say now? People are going to slide into your DMs. That's the phrase, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I didn't realise that was really a thing until a while ago when someone just kept going on and on about how you slide into someone's DM and I thought, oh, okay, that's a thing then. Yeah, it's right. a thing, yeah. <laughs> cool, all right then. Well, thank you right. so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank and you. Um, Take care. Take Bye. care. Thank you. Bye. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast, so please do subscribe, follow us, and we look forward to you listening in to our next one. Bye, everyone.